0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Daily Objective and a uh, big news over the weekend. Um, we triggered the right. We triggered some people. Uh, one of our shorts, our short form uh, vertical videos that the network sent out starring yours truly went a little bit viral compared to our normal videos. Uh, got a nice number of thousands of views all at once and a bunch of angry comments and downvotes. So why are these people who are these people? They are. Are they the left? stifling debate this way and getting so uh trigger trigger happy well we've got televisions mark pellegrino here to discuss welcome to the show thank you uh let's actually watch this so we can uh fully be um you know transparent i guess here can you see this everybody all right i think we're good yeah all right now i can't hear it so let me hold on let me refresh it and start it over and go someone like Ben Shapiro and a lot of ideologues, like a lot of like sort of more philosophical political commentators, like things really matter to them. So I, I, I sincerely know that like Ben Shapiro has a problem with against with anti-Semitism, right? He thinks it's very wrong for a number of reasons. Um, he also strongly believes that the left is the biggest threat to liberty and to the Jews. But what's he going to do now when this conservative movement and what it's become has become this the conspiracy camp, the, um, you know, the, the camp where there's a place for, um, you know, blacks blaming the Jews for their problems, stuff like that. Like, what, what's Ben Shapiro gonna make of all that? What's he gonna do about that? Um, is he gonna keep on employing someone like Candace Owens and vouching for her with his own reputation? Or at a certain point, is he gonna walk away from this thing that he built someone like Ben? All right. All right. Uh, Mark, I don't remember if you were actually there when I said it the first time, but what is your reaction <laughs> hearing it?
1: I, I was there, I think, uh, when, when you said this. This was the yay episode, wasn't it? Kanye West's uh, breakdown, mental yeah. public mental breakdown. One of them, um, yeah. yeah. Well, my reaction is not, not that you're, I don't think you're saying anything too controversial. So I'm very interested in hearing what these comments are that uh, were coming at you from the right.
0: So we got 98 comments. Um, all right, somebody goes, well, since that's not going to happen, I think he'll be fine. W- what does that mean, that's not going to happen? Oh, like the conservative movement, won't be a place where like there's conspiracies and like, you know, blaming of the Jews. I mean, to the extent it is happening, Ben <laughs> has a crisis on his hand. Like he's got a, a, a conflict between one set of values and another. Um, Jason then comments, he will do what he always does. Pick ass. All right. I mean, the question is, is he going to be kicking ass with Candace Owens on his staff? Wh- while she's continuing to peddle, um, you know, some some points of view that Ben considers unsavory.
1: Hey, listen, I just want I just want to say it's clear that the ends justify the means philosophy is, is animating the right now as much as it animates the left. I mean, when uh, when Herschel Walker, uh, when those abortion accusations came out against Herschel Walker and he denied them and his son uh, came out uh, to, and just said, look, my dad is a terrible father. He was going out with all these women everywhere. Uh, he really hurt us. He really hurt his mother. He's not a very good man. People were jumping on him uh, because it was important to win that seat in Georgia for the Republican Party. So, so the, the 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 very thing our 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 founding fathers feared when was was partisanship was the idea of these rising parties that would become entities unto themselves and be warring factions. Um, that would that would take precedence over principle is happening right now. And now I think we see people responding in the same way on the right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ben Shapiro has been um, selling bits and pieces of his soul to the devil for a while. And look, maybe maybe you need to to be involved in politics <laughs> these days to an extent. But I mean, he must be wrestling with his conscience. The more that the people around him are basically selling down the river, a lot of the values that Shapiro has always pushed for, like Shapiro was generally a free market guy. He believed in liberty as like a God given thing. Um, he generally he was like for the founding fathers, seeing them as, you know, godly people who gave, who <laughs> recognize our godly rights. I mean, God is very real to Ben Shapiro. His you know, he's his love of liberty, I think, was is largely uh, I- intertwined with his religious faith. And uh, he's been watching the conservatives and specifically the ones at the Daily Wire who he works with and employs or partners with uh, openly saying, you know, uh, economic liberty was, you know, over overhyped. They're saying, and you know what, uh, we got to grow out of that. We've got to evolve. We got to, yes, embrace religion, but economic liberty and individual rights. That was always kind of a leftist thing. Now, looking back, they it, it did not age well. The left gave us, you know, or individualism gave us social justice and wokeness after all, that's, that's the way they see it. So uh, definitely Shapiro has been sort of watching his own movement sort of uh, move away from a lot of the values he believes in. Um, But it gets worse when someone like Kanye West says what he says. And then Candace Owens, who is on the daily wire is saying, nothing was anti-Semitic about that. And then just a couple of Sunday morning, I saw Candace Owens retweeted some guy, Max Blumenthal. I think his name was. And and uh, Max Blumenthal or something. I think that's his name. He was saying like this Zionist, you know, Jewish supremacist um, <laughs> e- establishment won't permit any criticism or they'll shut you down. And Kenneth Owens is like retweeting this saying, yeah, you're going to get in trouble for saying that. Just like I get in trouble for criticizing BLM. So, OK. And then Ben Shapiro retweeted her saying, you know, while I dislike the ADL, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I would not retweet somebody who's that, you know, He's he's got he's in trouble. Look, he's he's got a crisis on his hand. But but I mean, look at the comments here. Um, Someone goes, yeah, this is a fight you can't and won't win, my dude. <laughs> and like the emoji with the sweat. It's like so you don't even understand what I'm even saying. You're just you think I'm just like some snowflake trying to shut down conservatism. But like I'm pointing out that <clears throat> Shapiro has a crisis on his hand. How many of these people are objectivists? I wonder, because I think no, there's a little,
1: I think I, I no, but I think there's a split in objectivism as well. Um, yeah. Right. There, there's people in, in objectivism that embrace Trump and the new sort of nationalist populist movement on the right. Um, and there's folks like us who, who completely reject it. And, and I don't know if it's evenly split. I think objectivists have historically had more of a feel for uh, the conservative uh, perspective when they were conserving um, a classical liberalism, uh, but but over the last uh, several years, I'd say that's gone down the the tube. So, um, you know, wh- how do you explain this split where there's actually MAGA Republicans in the Objectivist uh, universe?
0: Um, I tend to remember, remind myself that um, not everyone sort of in the sphere, you know, around Ayn Rand's work really has studied it deeply or really, like, understands it. So, like, you have, you're always going to have people about saying, oh, I'm an objectivist and I'm, I'm," you know, and I I say X, Y, and Z, but... um, I wouldn't really rush to call them all objectivists or to say they really they understand the philosophy. So, I mean, if if somebody is like enthusiastically going with populism and and nationalism, I would really strongly suspect they don't really know what they're talking about vis-a-vis objectivism. Um, Among people that do understand objectivism, there is still disagreement, I guess, as far as like who to support politically, like who to vote for in this coming election or or which candidate is worse or which (laughs) political camp is worse. Like some people think uh, the new right is a bigger threat than even the left because they're more likely to succeed. Others say, no, the left is the Cambodian Cameroon, you know, uh, resurrected. And we really need to vote for anyone who's going to put a check on that. So I think there is disagreement among objectivists for sure. But I mean, the, but these comments that, that were on posted on this recent uh, short video, I don't I I don't think any of them are are coming from, uh, you know, sympathy to Ayn Rand or anything like that. They're just random people who came across the video because of Ben Shapiro in the title. And um, they again, they're just like somebody commented, debate him and he'll tell you what he's going to do. Lol. And, you know, 10 up votes on that. Yeah, debate <laughs> Ben Shapiro. Everything that means, oh, debate him. Oh, you think the left Everyone's like uh, someone's commented how long before he takes this down due to backlash in the comments. I guess, first of all, I don't even have access to take down this video if I wanted to. But also, uh, not only will I not take it down, I, we will do a follow up episode with television's Mark Pellegrino. Uh, next guy commented <laughs> saying, I love Ben Shapiro. Yeah, see, he's not, I don't think he's really getting the point here they, uh, to that because people have gotten so tribal, too. Right, like anyone who criticizes Ben Shapiro must be coming from the left, right? They must be Democrats. They must be social justice woke yes. feminists. It's like it's inconceivable that someone who's like a real liberty-loving individualist would uh, be, you know, plaguing Ben Shapiro and pointing out his uh, his his inner contradictions that he's that he's contending with. You know what I'm saying?
1: I do know what you're saying. Yeah, we're caught between the two tribes, and it ain't pretty.
0: Yeah, uh okay. Next comment by Philip. Imagine going through life this delusional. I feel sorry for this man. Okay. Roger comments. Is this guy for real spitting out what he heard instead of doing some research to find out how wrong he is? And that there got 17 go. 17 upvotes. What did I hear and that was not accurate about this. There is in fact a place in on the Daily Wire. There is a place for Candace Owens who is is on an ongoing basis, apologizing for Kanye West, that is downplaying the severity of what he's saying, and also uh, perpetuating the same, uh, to an extent, the same trash herself by acting like, oh, look, they're coming after us because, you know, because a crit- you can't criticize the Jews, something like that.
1: Hey, so, so you know, we have the ends justify the means now rearing its ugly head on the right, but we also have an old right wing way of doing business, which is the 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 enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so now they're in just embracing people who are anti woke, you know, regardless of how stupid they are when you, when you scratch the surface, provided they're anti woke, they're on the, the right side and they're going to fight for them till the death. And that's pretty scary too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, at the end of the day, no, no nothing irrational, nobody irrational can really be your friend if you're fighting for, uh, for liberty, for individual rights, for reason. <clears throat> um, And that's what the main problem was with Trump. It wasn't that his policy per se was so was the worst conceivable. It was that um, in in my perspective, the way Trump was just clearly following um, Caprice, it's like that is not a good look for a politician or for a leader, for a commander in chief and for people to enthusiastically uh, support somebody who's just so arbitrary is a bad sign. Of what's well, ahead. the left
1: is following Caprice too, but they make it, they couch it in legalese and and bromides that people accept. So they don't really feel like the left is is
0: acting on caprice, but but they are. I mean, yeah, I well, we have, I guess we, we, we can look at particular uh institutions or people. I mean, generally the left, as I think we all agree, the left controls academia, but with that comes a certain veneer, comes a certain respect for process for demonstration. <clears throat> now mostly what they're demonstrating is trash. They're they're telling you how they arrived at horrible conclusions and they are and it's leading and to hor- horrific results in politics and in culture. Granted, but to, but to just to to bypass that process altogether and to just have a complete uh, you know, whimsical leader just making up reality as he goes is is scary to me.
1: So so it's be- morally better to have an establishment group of people processing the fantasies as opposed to a whimsical leader just dictating the fantasies first person you're saying it's morally be- the, what the left is doing is is morally better because they have a uh, a sense that proof is a requirement for yeah, their for their ideology
0: yeah there's uh there's a house of hmm. learning look it's like when you look at the history of philosophy and you know a good very good philosophy came into the west via the church you know but if someone had just said oh these churches are so what they're saying is so bad. Let's just burn down every house of learning, burn every book and just, you know, we'll forget Aristotle or anyone else ever existed because all these books are now burned again. It's like then how are good ideas ever going to be discovered? Like you need to have scholarship and you need to have a certain civility and respect for a reason. In but order but for it seems ideas. like
1: the, the the right doesn't have contempt for education, but the education establishment, it seems like they do want to move in the right direction, which is to disestablishment ties, academia, you know, separate, you know, look out for the welfare of their kids through a form of privatization, which I think is, I think is the, you know, this is, this is where people get confused. Like, uh, I think, especially since tomorrow, we're we're all voting, Um, you know, people, people opt for choosing candidates like the Republicans who are uh, less than perfect, they're awful in many respects, but they but they're inching in the right direction because they see that the left inched us in the direction we're in now for 125 years, and that you know uh, you know all all the the, the 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 totality of that time has pushed them you know to the opposite direction. Of our founding principles so it's got to start somewhere what do you say to that vote vote our ticket because it's inching us in the in the direction of certain liberties
0: uh, i think the question of how to vote tomorrow is a is a tougher question or a more complex one to answer than the first part of what you said which is that you like the right they, they don't have contempt for academia they just they hate the institutions in place If that's all that's happening, then I'm happy to see that them challenging the the establishment. But what I'm seeing and I think Trump uh, uh, signifies this, he symbolizes that this is taking place and and other uh, the conservatives on the Internet, conservative media, what it's become is just this um, slam dunk in your face, pwn the left, own the libs, show the snow, melt the snowflakes, destroy them, like just very, uh, very little respect for civility and, and again, following Caprice, uh, seems to be what's. But, don't, but don't you,
1: don't you think Republicans for a very long time have, have, uh, they've sort of taken a back seat to Caprice. I mean, they, they put, you know, sort of the integrity of the argument first and they, they weren't winning on that regard because the left had absolutely no, uh, no sense of, uh, of truth, no, 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 integrity with respect to argument, even, even back, back then, at least in the, In the political world. And so, uh, and they've been taking a a beating from the left uh, with respect to their moral values forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, the Republicans have been evil, the party of evil, for, you know, dozens of years now. Uh, After after getting beaten over the head like that and told you're evil, uh, it it causes a backlash, right? An emotional sense that I'm done. I can't take any more of this bullshit. It's not right.
0: What do you think of that? I mean, it's true that that's how we got here. But also, there is a large degree to which Republicans were the evil party when uh, vis-a-vis abortion and other personal liberties. But also, um, Republicans didn't really stand for very much. They were they were the party of proving low. No, we care about the poor just as much as Democrats. We just want to help them in a different way. They were never uh, they're, n- they're never sufficiently the party of real principles, of individual rights and of capitalism. So it, it was their own um, mealy mouthed sort of um, milk toastness that was their downfall. Not so much the fact that they were too principled, but they, there is this popular narrative on the right. That's like, oh, we were too principled and the left took advantage of that. But I uh, would say, check your premises. I think it was that really uh, conservatives and you know Republicans, they were not really principled enough or the principles they did take seriously were the mystical and uh, collectivistic principles so so they were morally
1: disar- they were morally disarmed in a sense and couldn't really fight back and that made them milk toasty it wasn't that they were rest- uh, restraining themselves and and uh, restraining themselves from acting undiplomatically they just didn't have the, the stuff
0: yeah i mean philosophically you know that's and that, that's the battle at the end of the day it's about altruism versus egoism it's about capitalism versus anything else statism or or any type of compromise with with that devil so yeah uh you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's
1: very it's very scary to me that i can read an uh, editorial in the epic times it was a forward for a book called the psychology of totalitarianism and the man's premise is that Um, the enlightenment gave us this mechanized view of the universe, this this point of view that man's reason could solve any problem that he was confronted with. The solution then is to understand that there's more to interpersonal relationships and solving problems than reason. And he turns to mysticism for his answer. This is a psychologist, man. Oh yeah. It's frightening.
0: It is, and I mean, and this is something that virtually everyone agrees on today. The left and the right and various different schools of thought, they all reject the Enlightenment. They all reject individualism. I mean, look, I mean, of course, with with some uh, degree of variation. But, uh, you know, so it's like Stephen Pinker had a book called Enlightenment Now, which probably objectivists would say did not even sufficiently encapsulate the spirit of the Enlightenment, but nonetheless was a big, big uh, to a large degree in the right direction. And of course, he was sort of eaten alive by by the establishment. Many people on the left <laughs> thought that Pinker is, you know, why are you promoting these dead white guys from you know <laughs> slave owners from two hundred and fifty years ago? And of course, the right, they're not interested in hearing about the enlightenment. They're they they see you know, look, listen to Yoram Hazoni or Hazoni, whoever whatever it is, the, yeah. the nationalist guy. He says, you know, the enlightenment got us into this mess. To him, the enlightenment is Kant, it's Hume, it's No, or maybe no. Maybe he likes Hume a little more. He hates what he calls rationalists, which includes Kant. So that's something him and Ayn Rand agree upon. They both dislike Immanuel Kant, but for very different reasons.
1: Right. So they're becoming straight empiricists. It's just all pragmatism, no principle whatsoever. And that's a reaction to what they see as the detached idealism of of the left, right, which they impose on the rest of us. And so instead of checking those premises and actually tethering principles in reality, they're rejecting principles entirely and that's scary i mean when 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 you see dennis prager videos rejecting the enlightenment dennis prager videos claiming that individualism is what's gotten us into this mess you know there's nowhere to turn um guys and whoever's out there who's republican and conservative i gotta tell you rejecting the enlightenment is not a winning strategy so stop not that right listen to me
0: well you never know uh all you can do is try Um, a couple more comments. Um, I suppose. Um, all right. David commented on that short, the the short video. Well, funny thing is my guy, most of the, my guy, what up? Hey, my guy, are we in New Jersey? He goes, uh, most of the things you probably called conspiracy theories over the last two years have been proven true. Okay. So does that mean that what Kanye West is saying about the Jews are, is, well, if it's if it, if uh, if it comes off as a conspiracy and every conspiracy came true, turned out to be true, ergo, therefore, believe every conspiracy. Uh, what do they call it?
1: Is that is that is that an ex-Hawk? Uh, uh, what is that? Ex-Post-Hawk uh, fallacy. It's something right? Latin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Tiern says, quote, that thing he built. The F are you talking about, dude? Everyone's calling my guy, my dude, my friend. I, I'm sensing some sarcasm. Uh, Christopher says, what are you going to do when people actually start listening to you? I guess I'll figure across that bridge then. Uh, someone goes, what? Someone goes, um, what does that even mean?
1: What, what does that mean? What are you going to do when people start listening to you? Celebrate. It's a good thing if, there's, if they're listening to you.
0: Maybe right? he's saying... Yeah, well, he's saying no, one, nobody. You're irrelevant. He's telling me I'm irrelevant. So he's like, well, what are you going to do when people start? I don't, I, I don't know.
1: Oh, no, oh, there you go. You got the sarcasm better than I did. That that one did a flyby. Look, I'm very happy. I have I, there's a kid I mentor who was a big Ben Shapiro fan when he was in college, and now I've mm-hmm. since talked him out of Ben Shapiro. So uh,
0: I turned one disciple against the guy. We could turn ten thousand. God bless you, doing the Lord's work. David says. He is going to profit, referring to Ben Shapiro. Conspiracies pay more and more quickly than general idiocy. OK, so conspiracies pay more than general idiocy. Does that mean conspiracies are part of idiocy, but specific? Or does he say conspiracies are actually good and general idiocy is like what the, the mainstream normal guy? I think maybe it's just a,
1: it's a specific and it's a specific form of idiocy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But now here's the thing. Ben Shapiro, he very deeply does not want anti-Semitism to, you know, to uh, rise on his watch. So he does need to make a decision. It's not that he can. He's got other. This may come as a surprise to some people, but people care about things other than just money, especially, uh, you know, people who are, you know, deeply motivated in a particular philosophical mission. So, yeah, there are things that matter to Ben Shapiro more than just money. Uh, I believe that. Um I think you're okay. right. Thank you. Steven says you sound very confused. I that, I don't I don't get confusion from that clip. Uh maybe struggling to articulate myself, but I wouldn't not so much confusion. No. Um Lord Crimson says as long as people are buying the shtick that Ben is selling, there will always be people like Ben Shapiro. Well, a little bit cynical, but a little bit of a mar- respect for the market there, I guess. Um <laughs> But uh, I don't think he caught the point of the video, which was that Ben has a dilemma. Ben's dilemma, we call that. Uh, Josie says, Ben Shapiro is in the front line and fighting woke slash left bullshit. Owen crossed the line and Shapiro called her out. Yeah, he did call her out. She's also still on his network, um, reaching a million people with every episode where she's saying nothing Kanye said was anti-Semitic. And that's just, you know, the establishment woke people calling it anti-Semitic. Um, all right. Uh, okay. It's just the same comment over Nick says, so because of made up BS, that isn't true. Is someone that values truth going to abandon something you lied about? No, um, no, I disagree with that. I think Ben Shapiro, I was just, just today watching him on the Lex Fridman show. He very much, uh, is bothered by what Candace Owens has been doing. Um, okay. Andrew says, where is your proof of your arguments? Guess, so you think uh, the
1: proper response to Candace Owens' support of Kanye West would be to fire her?
0: I don't have a proper uh, course of action for Ben Shapiro because I disagree with him even having a conservative movement. I don't, I don't think uh, forming a big tent of anti-leftists was a good strategy because they don't really stand for very many good things. It, clearly, uh, liberty was something they were willing to sell as, at the first uh, challenging point because, oh, no, big tech is using liberty – their liberty. So we need to break up big tech and use antitrust legislation. They basically they use every tired leftist argument that, you know, Tea Party conservatives used to debunk 12, 13 years ago. It's just I I saw. Yeah, I mean, it was always a losing strategy. So, yeah, Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager, they think they see Candace Owens as this godsend. Oh, wow. A black girl who hates the left and hates Democrats and can, you know, really help change the culture. Okay, but you're also giving a very inexperienced very hot-headed girl who never apologizes for anything, never admits she was wrong about anything, uh, constantly using charlatan tactics, constantly vilifying anyone who disagrees with her, and peddling in conspiracy junk. I think a couple of years ago, Candace tweeted like, the left doesn't want us to interview Alex Jones, so I'm going to interview Alex Jones. And I I think the Daily Wire wouldn't let her do it, but nonetheless, like that's her approach to things. Whatever the left says don't do, we're going to do. And so, yeah, if that's the type of person you're bringing on, Board in the first place—that tells me a little bit something about uh your the bar where your bar is set. Yeah, and then and then uh it's you, you you can only kick the can down the road for so long before it blows up, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Oh, you make a weak argument, says Sean. Um. Lee Leroy says you should, and that's two different names, Lee and Roy. It's not Leroy. It's Lee and then Roy. He says <laughs> you should probably try to be smarter. I mean, how do I get there without practicing and, <clears throat> and trying my hand at stuff? Um, all right. Uh, laughing, crying emojis. That's always a sign of confidence when people post that. Sandman says, Who hurt you? Oh, that's a whole nother episode. Um, Hot Fever says, Bro, we don't quote blame Jews for our problems. Y'all love twisting words. And then an emoji of a black guy doing the face palm. We pointing out the facts. And then there's an apostrophe in facts. And then he goes, what the F is this guy? I listen to Ben Shapiro as well as a lot of other black people find a different talking point. All right. Uh, BD comments, no one agrees with you. (laughs) Uh, Fishing and floor says, I know how to get views. Put Ben Shapiro in the title. Good effort, man. But too bad no one believes this crap. All right. Uh, Well, uh,
1: yeah. You were found out. You were caught.
0: Yeah, Just I mean, he's not, clicks. he's not wrong that Ben Shapiro in the title and the, as the topic helps you get views, but um, I think uh, I'm making a point you'll rarely hear anywhere. You know, he's he's living with the conflict. Ben's dilemma is the uh, topic of the day. Um, so let's read the super chats. Marilyn with two dollars, thank you. Marilyn with two more dollars says Trump had a policy. Well, I meant um, it's not it that what to, Trump.
1: It, wasn't it to make America great again?
0: Yeah, but like it's not like he had like a policy like here's the like philosophically, here's the course we're going to here's here's how we're going to come to our to our decision, our, our course of action. It, but what I meant was it's not that what Trump did was necessarily the worst in every case, but it's the capricious nature with which he operated. That was most scary to me and the way he would speak to the masses, the public that really made me uh trepidatious. And imagine a Democrat. And I know we've had some awful Democrats. I know Obama acted very messianic, which was creepy. But imagine just a sneering, um, kind of funny Democrat just riling up the audience, talking out of his butt all day, saying the most outlandish things. And everyone immediately considers it to be true because he said it. That's like Hugo Chavez type stuff, only it's happening in the Republican Party. That's the way I see it.
1: Yeah, I see that on both sides. of I I do. I see it on both sides. Really? I, I mean, I see the demagoguery. It's it, look. The the more we become democratized, the more demagogues are going to start. You know, being the field of choice because it's it's about ginning up as many people as you can capturing them in your constituency and holding them as voters it's not they're not there's no intellectual arguments anymore and trump appeals to the disaffected folks who've been told they're bad for decades and decades and decades he appeals to their sense of alienation and their, their in many cases justified anger and that's what they're voting with and they don't like what they see in the establishment they see these they see these uh, philosophical and moral abortions coming out of the uh, of the academic world and then being you know thrust onto their children um and that's making them understandably pissed off right so so um he 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 appeals to that non-intellectual primal rage and sense of injustice and not and 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 impotence not knowing what to do about it
0: now i agree that uh the every man has been vilified and been told he's guilty and that the populist Trumpian right is is appealing to those people. But like I said earlier, some of the, for, to an extent, the Republican Party was evil, just like the Democrats have a bunch of evil skeletons in their closet. Look at the way that Trump uh, did what he, what he used to appeal to the Republicans or to the the every man, the forgotten man. Fear. Right. Fear it's,
1: of fear of the other in, in the immigrant. Right. That's, immigrants that's one of the most disgusting things.
0: Immigration and China. Now there's a lot wrong with China, but uh, the way Trump went about it, I think is largely uh, mis- misses the point, misses the mark. Um, well, I, yeah, I
1: think it's it's an inarticulate Reagan, right? He's 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 creating a boogeyman that we can all fear that gins up people and unites his base. And, um, you know, like like when we were fearing the Soviet Union, China's a paper tiger, the way the Soviets were a paper bear. I mean, I think they can do a little damage uh, because of the way we've entangled ourselves with them but um i think we can disentangle quickly enough and in that respect he's right he's just following that nationalist neocon i, I don't know that 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 you know uh, what, what would you what would you call it sort of a cold war strategy that just doesn't doesn't work anymore you know I'm that. Not sure. You know what I'm saying. He's he's applying the same strategy towards China that I think Reagan applied towards Russia, which is magnifying them beyond their threat in order to unite his base and and to give you know the nation a, a scapegoat.
0: That's an interesting uh, view of Reagan and vis-a-vis Russia. I'm not saying I disagree per se, but I I haven't really heard that very much. Well, I mean, um,
1: Rand Rand was the only one to testify before Congress who said, "Why are you? Why do you fear Russia so much?" You know, they'll be lucky if, if one single missile gets off the silo. They're they're defined by incompetence, not power. Now, it may be that they can do war well. That's one thing that they can do well, but I seriously doubt it. You know this, the stats sort of bore her out, you know they they had i think nineteen percent of our GDP when they're at their economic height. They've always been weak. We see them now they 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 melt in Afghanistan, they melt in the Ukraine. They're nothing. they're nothing
0: yeah I, oh, that, I i no i i i I definitely agree like uh, America's attitude and the West's attitude towards Russia was always like, oh, these guys, like there's something to be afraid of because uh and I think Peekoff helped me see this in his writing, like the The sort of default view people have or the view many people have as a result of their premises is that they think dictatorship is actually practical. Like, you know, the, the book 1984 makes it look like this. Oh, if you get if you are the party like you can control it. In reality, evil is not practical and it falls apart. Dictatorships fall apart. They basically they only live if the good feeds them if the good fuse transfuses blood to them which is exactly what communism was i mean america and the west sent them food because they were starving um and you know and and yeah so reagan then then calling the uh the soviet union an evil empire it's like a step (laughs) in the right direction away from just complete appeasement but also it's like you're making them sound scarier you know scarier than they are right like they're uh they're pathetic um, now, with China, it's a little bit more complicated, I would think, because it's like it's like they were straight out communist for a long time. And then they liberalized a lot of pockets of China. And suddenly you're seeing big, you know, skyscrapers and successful businesses emerging in China. But also they have re- kind of the fascistic elements have really um, been been sort of coming in the in recent years. So China is it's a little more a bit, a bit I- more complex.
1: It seems it seems like it's going in that direction. I think he's going to hold on to power as long as he can. And as long as he does that, they're going to go backwards. All we have to do is just untangle ourselves from them. That's all
0: it's hard. I mean, it's hard to know exactly the right way to deal with it. But I I do know uh, the one thing we need to do is just be aware that evil is not something to actually uh, be afraid of in a way. It's like it's the default of the good that enables the evil to thrive. Um, so mm-hmm. but, yeah, how exactly to deal with China economically at this point is a, is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in many cases, the private sector appeases China just because they've got so many people there that, you know, if we got a movie coming out, you know, uh, and we want the Chinese to permit that movie to play, we, we better not put anything in that movie that upsets the Chinese government. So it's often, sadly, the private sector that kind of appeases Ah, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Um, well, yeah,
1: they were. Most of that private sector was educated in public schools, and like you said, have a ha- have some sense that a dictatorship's tyranny, centralized power, is somehow more efficient. They just grew up with that, so they. I don't think they see anything immoral in China, mm-hmm. but it, you know, with 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 a, a deconcentrated educational system, like some people on the right want to bring back. Um, it's possible that you'll have a different base now, and, and different people occupying those corporate centers of power. Maybe they'll have a distaste for China now.
0: I mean, one can only hope, you know. Um, and like a lot of um, a lot of what Trump says is like, yeah. On one hand, he's vilifying the other constantly, and, and using China as the object of that. In other moments, you see Trump uh, showing his admiration, expressing admiration for people like Xi Ping, what Xi Jinping, Xi, whatever, Xi, however you pronounce his name. Uh, he, he he professes admiration and and wish and a desire to emulate the level of power that people like that have, and uh, for people to say, "Oh well, at least Trump is protecting us from China." He's, I mean, left unchecked, he'll turn us into it. Good lord, um, people are tribal these days. Mm-hmm. Ashley with one ninety nine says, "People's head explode if you're not left slash right." Yeah, and those are two tribes. The left and the right. I, I I don't think they're really divided philosophically very much at this point. There are definitely like some philosophical trends more common on the left versus the right, but generally speaking, they're just two packages of of pet issues. You know, the, they're, the they're, right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're
1: collectivists who disagree on the collective, but you know, they they both agree that a collective is necessary.
0: Yeah. That that's true. All right. Marilyn with five dollars says, do you think Trump is waiting until after the midterms to declare his presidential candidacy? Seems like a fair yeah. Uh, guess. Yeah. So, OK, well, let's talk about this because tomorrow is Election Day and uh, you brought this up like how to vote, I guess. So this is not d- directly related to Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens and the Jews and Kanye West. So this is more just like generally and this is not even about which party is is more evil it's just kind of like how to vote specifically in this election and why uh do you have an opinion
1: <laughs> yeah i mean california is a one-party state um i think i think uh even though we've just been talking about how the two parties are not essentially different i think it's important to get some r's in there because i think they do have a better perspective with respect to local government um, and, and some of these people need to be voted out. They need to know there's competition out there. I'm less interested in the politicians as usual because, you know, I see the playing field as sort of all the same. I'm more interested in the propositions uh, where we have direct democracy in California where we vote on legislation. So uh, it's important that people read the propositions, know know uh, what they are, and to vote no on most of them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I don't think I'm registered to vote or I'm not voting either way. I, I haven't voted in quite a number of election cycles. Um, but I I hate to say this because of how de- how bad a lot of Democrat policies are and how much it could embolden Democrats to win. But um, I think if if ever there was a time to vote blue, um, first and foremost, with abortion rights being done dirty the way they have been in recent times sending a clear message that that you support abortion rights is See, one but reason. here's the
1: thing here's the thing what the left gets right like they get the the idea of bodily autonomy right they implement badly and wrong so in california for example we have we have a proposition out here that's going to make it a part of the constitution that uh, for a, a woman's right to choose now it's not just that they're declaring bodily autonomy a a part of a constitutional right. They're declaring the service itself as a constitutional Mm -hmm. right. So to me, that's where they go off the trails. And they force me, a complete pro-choice guy all the way till birth, to vote no on a seemingly pro-choice proposition, because the way in which they want to implement it violates the choices of other people. And I don't think that's what, I don't think rights stand in conflict with each other like that.
0: Well, I I agree, of course, Uh, your right to abortion doesn't mean you have a right to for someone else to pay for it. Um, So are you saying then we ought not vote? We all not vote against like we ought not vote in a way that protects abortion until it. No, um, no,
1: no. Well, Well, I don't think I don't think you can if it's violating other people's rights. In other words, if they're forcing a state subsidy on people who find abortion abhorrent, I mean, that's that's awful, too. Yeah. Right. And can can you do that? See, then then you're you're playing that game. You're playing that juggling game where it's like, all right, this is a little better than we had before. I think I'll just vote in that incremental direction, even though somebody else is is paying the moral price.
0: OK, right? so. Well, Marilyn, the member says abortion is safe in Washington state where I live. My money is not safe. Um, I, I think she I think. That's to say you don't need to make abortion your main issue in voting tomorrow. If if you live in a state such as California or Washington State, right, where but- abortion is pretty. But I'm saying if ever there was a time to send a message <laughs> to the, uh, you know, to the uh, the 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 uh, what do you call them? The uh, juggernauts, you know, the the tastemakers to send a message to Republicans that abortion is something that the average person is not willing to give up on. Another reason to uh to vote democrat is to in the aftermath of Trump, in the aftermath of the January 6 chaos, to just say this is not it. To just say Republicans come up with a new course. I'm I'm not into this. That's another reason, another message to send. But but so you're th- getting but it, you're
1: but you're getting such deep corruption on on the left. It, it's not um that, that frightens people more than, you know, some loonies breaking into the Capitol on January 6th Um, to them. It, it, it implies a, a much deeper chaos. I mean, you know, the left right now is at war with identity itself. It's, it's literally, it's literally at war with the, 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 the very pillars of society. Well, we could say both are since one side rejects the Enlightenment individualism, the other side's rejecting reason too, but explicitly, explicitly, and and politicizing that too. I mean, there's uh, you, you can't. Uh, well, I mean, but here's the they, thing. they have institutional capture. You vote for them; it's it's uh, to me, it's just terrible.
0: I don't know if you can um, uh, connect the Demo- the current Democrat Party and their candidates currently to you know, to it, to the whole pronouns and identity and all of that. So it's not like if Democrats win tomorrow, then anytime you use the wrong pronoun in your own home, a a parking ticket will print out of your printer and you owe the state. So I don't think we're there yet. Whereas uh, Republicans have today banned abortion in as many states as they could. And they plan to ban it completely nationwide as soon as they can. So Republicans are in current day, uh, violating rights in a very horrific. Well, fashion. well, and
1: so are their Democrats. I mean, the Democrats are subsidizing you know deadly energy solutions for us. They're driving up costs, yeah. uh, creating su- supply scarcity. Um, you know, they're taking, they're stealing our savings uh, out of our savings accounts with inflation. I mean, they're awful across the board. They have one thing that they're right about, um, but I'm sorry, inflation. Um, you know, energy prices, people's daily livelihoods where they feel the pinch of these policies every day and where they see their children coming home, you know, devastated and confused and destroyed by the things that the intellectual class is putting on them. That takes precedence to them over this, even though we, we, you and I could say it's a really fundamental thing. I mean, it, it's kept me from moving to Texas, to be honest with you um, because of what Texas decided to do. And for, you know, but for most people, it's their immediate concerns the disappearance of their savings in their 401ks, the fact that they're you know, going to be paying a mortgage in, in energy soon, and that the left seems completely tone deaf to their concerns because they're more interested in pushing their rationalized agenda. I mean, that's that's, that's concerning. It's that's concerning. I could see people putting that on the back burner, the abortion issue on the back burner saying, look, we have these immediate concerns of survival first, then let's talk about, you know, abortion.
0: Um, I I mean, look, I don't I would never want to downplay the realities of economic um, regulation and, and financial, you know, tamperings that lower our standard of living. I'm I'm living in this same civilization as everyone else. We all suffer these consequences and we all know how catastrophic things can be. That being said, I mean, we do need to see abortion for the hugely um, important issue that it is. Uh, if you get pregnant and you don't wish to be, then it is very much a catastrophic life and death issue for you at that moment at that time. And uh, when we have like 10 or 11 states have recently out outlawed abortion straight up and Republicans in positions in positions of prominence are saying they want to keep going and completely get abortion out.
1: That, that's doesn't that doesn't that also contradict, though, the the, the, the strict constitutionalism that these Republicans claim to do? Uh, desire if they want to outlaw abortion outright then they are acknowledging a fact that it's not a state's issue it's not about states making their own policy this is a fundamental constitutional issue that has to be that was dealt with improperly by the supreme court if they if they claim to to make want to make a federal policy then the supreme court has to acknowledge that this is a fundamental rights issue that has to be resolved when do rights begin codify it into law and and make it federal Because I agree with you, it should be this, you know, rights are universal. And and this, the understanding when rights actually begin and why should be a universal concept for all of us.
0: Right. So your rights ought not be up to anybody's vote. And the excuse that uh, more like pro-choice libertarian types have made for going along with Republicans on this is that they're saying, well, they're just giving states rights, states, you know, their proper right to make laws. And I say, no, if you're uh, if you're pregnant right now and you're in a doctor's office considering a particular procedure, that is nobody's place to come in and interfere. Um, right.
1: Which, which is, which is why if the, if the Republicans say they want a national ban, they are acknowledging that it's an, a rights, a fundamental rights issue that needs to be resolved philosophically in the only philosophical place it can be in the United States, which is the Supreme court. So decide it, finalize it and, and, and uh, codify it like, like in the, and the, like the Bill of Rights are so that it's there forever for every state to emulate. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I'll say this, and this is a hard sell for a lot of people, and it may be a hard sell for you. But um, the capricious character of today's Republicans, the sneering disregard for principle to me is something to uh, nip at the bud uh, or else it's never going away. So that's I think, if again, if there ever was a time to hold your nose and vote Democrat, I think this is it. Because I, uh and in I the just, aftermath I just, of Trump I, and, and all that, it now is the time to just take take the uh take a beating from the Democrats for the sake of sending a clear message to the Republicans. Yeah. And it's a hard sell, but that but think, I'm I I'm think, making a i am i am making I think
1: they're too morally consistent. I think that moral consistency is the killer. You, you vote for them, they're morally consistent, they'll 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 axe you.
0: I think people you, you, uh you. There are people whose job it is to gauge the mood of the public. And I think a lot of those because they want to win elections. They, they, the people who really want to win elections take that task very seriously. And I think a lot of people got the message from the 2020 election that people are rejecting wokeness and they're rejecting Trump. And um, people like you and me who are maybe more immersed in politics, we tend to lose sight of that. And we think, "No, everyone's is is super tribal. I think the average person. Like I said, they they generally they're not on board with wokeness. They're generally they're not into what Trump has turned the Republican Party into. And if there ever was a time to make that message very clear, uh, it would be by getting some middle of the road Democrats in as opposed to Republicans. And today there's no such thing as a Republican who Trump does not at least like a little bit because um, they're laughed out of the party. Well,
1: I I see some of the smarter Democrats shifting to the center like that in Ohio. That's happening but who's to know that this isn't just um, you know, uh, politic, political propaganda, it's, it's electioneering. Once they get into office, they seem to vote very differently than what their policies were. And one thing that it, it impressed me about Trump early on was when he got congressional leaders together and actually tried to implement the things he promised he was going to do from the very beginning, right off the get-go. And I remember seeing this on the news and being utterly shocked that he took his promises seriously. Because it had been the first time in a long time that I'd seen a a politician actually attempt to get his party together and do what they promised. And it was the Republicans that balked over the ACA, the the Affordable Care Act. He wanted to start the process of delegislating that, defunding it, getting it out of there. And the Republicans blew it. When they had the House and the Senate, they had all Mm -hmm. the power that they could uh, muster to get that thing out of there. And they Mm -hmm. didn't.
0: Yeah, but another aspect to this is that uh, Trump's Republican Party no longer wishes to uh, privatize the medical industry or any other industry. They want more socialism than ever. They want more nationalism than ever. And uh, that's another reason to reject the Trump MAGA Republican Party. And that's another that's the reason I'm saying this may be a good time to vote against Republicans, even if that means we're going to have to deal with some uh, you know, well, you said, who's to say these Democrats won't become horrific. <laughs> Look, either way, we're damned. But if ever there was a time to say no to Republicans, I think this this could be it.
1: Well, I mean, in the national elections, I always say no to the Republicans and I say no to the Democrats. Both.
0: Do you not vote in national elections or do no, I do? I just vote, vote for
1: third parties. Oh, unfortunately, that's... that means
0: libertarian. Yes. Right. Right. So I think uh, for all the reasons that I'm rejecting Trump's MAGA Republican Party, there's all for all those same reasons, the reasons of caprice and incoherence and the bringing about of authoritarianism that is a reason to also not vote ri- libertarian yes so i know i
1: i know but i i figured the libertarian uh will harm me less because she'll be hobbled by a congress that's horrified by the fact that that person is a libertarian so i figure there'll be such a stalemate in washington that nobody will really bother me for a, at least a year and a half before they yeah. figure out how to get around it so i don't know what um, a wonderful I always-
0: yeah. I, okay. I vote
1: anti-establishment every national election, but um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this election with respect to
0: the candidates because I don't like anybody. Same. Uh, Marilyn with $2 says, both houses Republican is possible. Very scary. Yep. Uh, it always Mar-
1: is. I mean, it always, it, you know, the good news is you have a Democrat in, in the White House. Uh, tr- traditionally, when the Congress is, is Republican, they balance each other out and two two the, uh, to the benefit of the, of the executive. Uh, so the president usually comes out smelling like roses when the,
0: when the oppositional Congress keeps him from doing all the bad things he wants to do. And Marilyn with $2 says pray for gridlock. I think that's, uh, kind of the message you're Love sending it. as well. Pray for gridlock. gridlock. It's Good. sad. It's sad that that's what we need to hope for that. The best case scenario is just the house and the executive, um, just kind of, checking each other and not getting anything done. It's sad that that's where we're at, but, uh, but that's where we're at. We are. All right. Coming up at 7 PM UK time. It's the premiere on the briefly objective. That's the, uh, like sister channel, right? Uh, with James Valiant does freedom of press have limitations link in the chat. Um, and then at 9 PM UK time, it's HBTV with Harry Binswanger and special host Adam Mossoff. They're they're going to be talking about studying philosophy in school and out. All right. Very good stuff. Uh, Thank you all for the super chats. And please leave a like. Leave us a super thanks on the video on YouTube to support (coughs) the channel and hit the join button to become a member. Thanks, uh, Mark. This was a wonderful conversation. Uh, Whoever whichever one of us is right about how to vote. I think we agree that Ben Shapiro is wrong. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye.